We've got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. What up, Ashley Simpson, right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpsons sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ashley and Jessicast. I am your host, Leah Russo, and this week we are concluding our Ashley Simpson autobiography tribute series. This is part four. To recap, we talked about the making of the album and Ashley's journey through being a backup dancer for her sister Jessica, to working on the show Seventh Heaven and in between takes, writing and recording demos to getting her record deal and her TV show and then the wild ride of a year that she had in 2004 going instantly to the top of the charts. Then in part two, we talked about the rest of the autobiography era, including, unfortunately, the whole SNL incident and the aftermath of that, but also her subsequent singles. Then in part three, I welcomed on my guests, who are also my guests today, Michael Kadush of the Planet 2000s podcast and Ashley's biggest fan, Jackie Mendoza who has spent tons of time with Ashley and the Simpson family, so she always has amazing insights. They both have been such wonderful guests on multiple episodes of this podcast, so please go back and look for their other episodes because they are two of my absolute favorites, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear part four. Last time we talked about Ashley Goes Platinum, the last episode of The Ashley Simpson Show, which shows kind of the culmination of this entire journey of her album coming out and it blasting straight to number one and making such a huge impact on our lives. Today, we are going to get into each song. We're going to go track by track and talk about why this album is so phenomenal, why we love it so much, why it affects us so much, and how it has carried us through the last almost 20 years of our lives. It really is that serious sometimes when the music is this good. We love you, Ashley. I hope that this tribute series has been 
enjoyable to all of you who love this album as much as we do please please send me any feedback I would love to hear what you guys think of this series did I leave anything out I tried to be pretty thorough I mean it's four parts but you never know <laughs> I also want to remind you guys that the Ashley and Jessica cast is on Patreon it's five dollars a month you can cancel anytime you get bonus episodes and you get episodes ad free and early before they're released publicly I really really appreciate it so I just want to give a special thank you to all of my Patreon subscribers out there and without further ado let's get into our track by track review of this once in a lifetime type of amazing album autobiography so here we go we are now going to go track by track and discuss one of my all-time favorite albums what I truly think is one of the most perfect pop rock albums ever made and I mean that when it comes to all different types of artists and of all time really and it's truly a wonder that this happened because it does seem like Ashley was very scattered and just kind of like not really knowing what she was getting into yet the music was so good that there clearly was like just this well of talent in there just bursting trying to get out and we ended up getting this album that like I, me and Jackie were talking about this the other day like do you even think Ashley realizes how good this album is nope she doesn't no. know not at all <laughs> I don't think she knows either. No, I don't think she realizes it. I don't think she realizes the cultural impact. And I don't think she realizes just how many people love this album either. Exactly. I was also saying the other night how, you know, similar to what Jackie told Ashley, like, you don't even have to do an album, just do a tour. Like, she has enough songs. And if she just got on the road and performed this album from beginning to end, like, we would all show up. We would all freak out and be so happy and it would be her fans going to see her. You know, it wouldn't it wouldn't be like, oh, critics judging an album or anything. It would just be like us. You if know? Mandy Moore can do a tour, so can Ashley. Girl. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I have hope. Oh, yes. Let's manifest it. It is happening. She did like a 20th anniversary you know of autobiography. Oh, like playing this the album from start to finish oh my god if i'm if we're just gonna be manifesting here i'm gonna manifest the inevitable dream tour of a jessica and ashley tour and i really feel like if they did it as adults a lot of people would go oh my god it would be so huge i i don't know if they have any idea I talk about this all the time with Jessica too. Like she doesn't even use her iconic early 2000s songs or, or anything to market her line. Like I can't believe she doesn't have Jessica Simpson's Irresistible Fragrance or like Dessert Part 2 or anything. She I'm just like did a whole roller skating advertising campaign and didn't use a public affair. I know. <laughs> and she wasn't in the ads either. She she just did like one or two pictures of herself alone in the skates. And then in the in the video that they shot of all the models at the rink, she's not there. I'm like, girl. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, sit Red Bull. I think they need a better marketing team, both of them. I think Derek should be running the marketing for the Jessica Simpson campaign. Obviously. He, definitely should. he already is, basically. Yes. <laughs> I know he has such a good relationship with, like, her social media manager. He should just, I told him, like, you should insert yourself in there and, you know, 
Absolutely. He he got he should do Jessica. You can do Ashley. Michael, you can have them on your show promoting the <laughs> whatever the tour. Listen, I, I need to talk to, I need to talk to whoever is doing Ashley's social media. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh my god, that's yeah, it I mean it's very sad. Because they're doing t- all these ads, but are they even reaching anywhere? How much can she possibly be generating for like Nick Jr. or what you know what I mean like I was telling Jackie yeah like I was telling Jackie the other night like why isn't she like a fashion girl why isn't she like before she leaves the house just snap a quick picture in the mirror and send it to your assistant and have your assistant just type like OOTD that's it two minutes you know but anyways let's get into this unbelievable album so opening track I mean just those iconic chords of the guitar for autobiography um let's go jackie first what do you think of this song i think autobiography should have been a single like it was planned i think it's such like a pop anthem and it just really like paints a picture of kind of who she is and like introduces her as a person Yes, and I think it was so perfect for to be the song for the show, obviously. Like, it's it's actually, I think one of the most genius lyrics of all time for a pop song is, if you want my autobiography, baby, just ask me. Like, hello. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely can second your, your thoughts there. The baby just ask me is just so perfect. It's so Ashley criminal that it wasn't a single, should have been a single, although I do love Lala, so it's not that I don't love that Lala was a single, but I just think that autobiography was such an obvious choice for a single, especially considering the show. So a lot of confusion as to why that didn't happen. But it's the great it's a great album opener. It's a great career introduction song. It's perfect for her. And it sounds like she wrote it, or at least co-wrote it. I know Cara Diogardi and John Shanks are like a huge part of this album. But it sounds like it came from Ashley, which is great because you know, when you're introduced to somebody's work and their music for the first time and it's something that just is so unbashedly them. It's like, okay, yeah, this is it. Like, this is going to be a good one. You know what I mean? Like, you already know from the first verse, from the, you think you would know me? Like, just even from her yes, and her delivery, it's just so like, okay, this is something special I'm about to get into, you know? Um, yeah, a huge favorite of mine in Ashley's discography, for sure. Yes, and we should also say, just in case anyone forgot, Ashley did co-write every single track yep. on this album. So yep. it is straight from her and her diaries and all of that you want her autobiography um, she said just ask her so yes and yeah for the record we are asking this is like a formal question ashley please write an autobiography we need your open book do you know what i'm saying bro yeah for real for real i want to hear her side of it especially because she's barely in jessica's book and i feel like barely. that was Barely. And I feel like that was more of Ashley's doing than Jessica's because Jessica is so well, open in rumors, her book. Right. Um, I mean, I'm a huge listener of um, Beyond the Blinds. Do you listen to that podcast? Of um, course I do. You know, I'm a Troy Stan. Well, I'm a huge Troy Stan. They do an episode on Ashley and Jessica and they talk about how when Jessica was putting out the book, apparently there was a lot of mention of Ashley and Ashley had a problem with it. Yeah, that's one of the few blind items from their episode that I actually like 100% believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it too. I believe that Ashley's been living a very private life of as of recent years. 
And I'm sure that she didn't want a lot of the things that Jessica was going to talk about to be mentioned. So I feel like as a result of that, just the majority of Ashley talk was just taken out. I also totally agree with what you said, Jackie, like how this should have been a single. And I am confused as to why after SNL they would. I mean, like I get that this was the song that she like quote unquote screwed up but it you didn't even hear autobiography at all so nobody it's not like she started singing it and then it was revealed that she lip synced like no one even heard a single chord of it so it didn't really matter and I feel like if you're already being talked about and said oh she can't sing so therefore she lip synced and she got caught why would you put out the song on the album that is undoubtedly the most difficult song to sing during a time when people are saying like if you don't sing live, girl, you're done, you know? I think maybe they thought Lala was, like, very light and fun and, like, a distraction, probably, from the situation. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they were worried. I think that a song like Autobiography, she it's a woman taking control of saying, like, oh, this is my story. I'm doing this. And then maybe they thought that, oh, she's right now, people have the image that she's just a puppet. And maybe they wanted to take away attention from that. So maybe by picking a song like Lala that is very light, not serious at all, and you could just have like a fun video, they thought that would be maybe the better decision. I don't know what their reasoning was. You know, this is just me speculating. I do mm-hmm. think it was wrong. <laughs> yeah, of course. Autobiography was the obvious choice of a single. It's it's a perfect it's a perfect song. I mean, got stains on my t-shirt and I'm the biggest flirt. Like, is anything more teenage than that? <laughs> Talk about teenage dirtbag, huh? <laughs> Exactly. Oh my God. The fact that she has not done that meme or TikTok or whatever you want to call it. I'm telling uh, you, I need to be in control of her social media. Oh my God, please. She needs to get, she needs to get a fan. It, I mean, like, it's just, it's egregious at this point. Like it really, it bothers me. So let's talk about the single. This is the song that everybody knows. Even people that don't know this album, they know this song. Younger people, anytime I talk to someone who's like 20 or something and I tell them that I host this podcast and I'm like, oh, Jessica and Ashley Simpson, um, they don't really know a lot, but I'll say like pieces of me and I'll sing a little bit and they're like, oh, 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 oh. I mean, it's so hard to talk about what makes the song so great. But Michael, do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, the song is amazing, just pop song. It just in sonically and the way that it's structured, the verses, the bridge, all of it, just as a song, is such a fantastic song. And then you add in her vocals. They're a little bit Debbie Harry. They're a little bit, you know, they're a little rock chick, but they're still like, you know, it's still pop. It's still catchy. Um and it's one of the greatest courses, I think, of the 2000s. When you think of 2000s pop songs, this song really stands out. And, you know, not very often do I say that the, well, the singles are one of my favorite songs on the album. But I can genuinely tell you that Pieces of Me is actually one of my favorite songs on this album. Because it is fantastic. There is no denying why it was chosen as the first single. It sounds like a hit. And it was a hit. Because... A song like this cannot be played and not be a hit. It was perfect for the time. The perfect way to launch her, in my opinion. Add in all of the mumbo jumbo with Ryan, and that's just even more perfect. So you can get it written about in the papers. It was kind of just like sent to Geffen Records. Like, here's a hit, guys. Put it out. You know what I mean? And um, video's very cute. It's really just a commercial for the Ashley Simpson show. So it's not my favorite video from the era, but mm-hmm. it's cute. I love the punk t-shirt. I love the aesthetic. 
love the black hair, and I love all the pieces of Ashley. <laughs> she looks so stunning in that video. Like, you're her right. Eyes. It, it, her eyes. It's However they color treated that video. Like, yes, her eyes are naturally beautiful too, but like the, just the color treatment of this video, like her hair is so dark. Her eyes are so blue. And those close-ups, oh my God. Yeah, shot beautifully. Yes. Jackie, what are your thoughts on this song? Oh my God, I think her... Oh, well, this song. I was going to talk about the video really quickly now that you guys are talking about her look, mm -hmm. but her makeup is, like, perfect, insane. The shots, the close-up shots of her eyes, like, she just, like, has this glow to her. Yep. Really love. But, yeah, this is the perfect pop song. What is the perfect single, you know, first single choice for her, I think. Genius. So catchy. Even if I wasn't a fan, you can't listen to the chorus and not start singing along. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like if I knew more about music composition, I could explain this better. But just like the rhythm of the chorus, I feel is just so sonically pleasing. Like the dun, 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 like that up and down and up and down. And um, I think one of my favorite lyrics ever um, is when she says, and if it's written on my face, I hope it never goes away. Yeah. Like, I still get chills when I hear that. And, and the way she sings it, too, like, I think that initially what you see on the Ashley Simpson show is you see her going in more of, like, an indie rock, like, punk direction with Stan and Steve. And then what happens is, like, the label doesn't love it. And they come in and they basically, like, remove everything except for Unreachable. Yeah. And they bring in Cara Diaguardi and John Shanks and they just like polish her a little bit more, which I think is good and bad. And I feel like this song is the perfect example of like, okay, they're like, this is Ashley, but we're going to like play it safe. So she has that raspy voice, but like she does this thing in her performance on this song that just feels so much different from Lala and Love Me For Me and Nothing New and like where she just like tones it down a little bit and she has this like sweetness to her voice and it just feels so like even though it's like clearly like they kind of put this through a filter of like okay we want to make this a little bit more marketable a little bit more like sweet and poppy but it still has that Ashley edge to it it's yeah. just like such a perfect song it's the highest streamed song by a Simpson sister too Oh, I see. I didn't even know that, but that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, if you go by Spotify streams, um, this is at 56 million. It's the highest Jessica has with you at like 36 or seven or something like that. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, Ashley, this is the higher streamed song of any of the Simpson sisters and the cliche as well, if we're going to include him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. That was just mean, Michael. <laughs> um shady tonight what can i say girls <laughs> it's fine that's fine i don't mind it i don't mind it so next we have shadow which i mean Ugh. come on how do you even this was such a moment where to begin i i think i don't know about this for the second single i think i would have preferred this as like a third single yeah sorry i have so many thoughts about this song i'm just like what do i go 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 I think it wasn't a very, it was a very obvious choice of a single because of the storyline and because of the background of it. You know, Ashley was being marketed as a songwriter, so they could also pinpoint as to how personal it was. You had the video where she had the blonde wig and she was acting all pin and proper. Honestly, a little bit insulting to Jessica, if you ask me, but that's just my opinion. 
But I mean the video, not necessarily the song. The song is her experiences, but she didn't really have to act like I love Lucy in the video. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, a huge, huge moment. And another reason why we need that book, Ashley, because I want to know more. I want to know more about Ashley's side of the story. You know, we have Jessica's book now. We know how involved their family was in making Jessica a star. So it would be very interesting to now all these years later, you know, we have Shadow. But I want to hear the book, Ashley. I want to hear the real stories of what went on and all the things that I'm sure she got away with when she was younger because they maybe weren't paying as much attention or maybe things that she didn't get away with, you know. It's a very interesting dynamic. It's You look at a Jamie Lynn Spears and you see how disgusting she turned out. And um, <laughs> it's nice to see that Ashley didn't go that way. Um, Ashley, of course, has talent, so that's something Jamie Lynn can't relate to. But um, the younger sister syndrome, you know, it's it can go either way. So the song is very, very interesting for that matter. It's unique in that sense, too. You know, not mm-hmm. many people can sing about that experience because it's not something many people do experience. So, yeah, a very important moment in Ashley's career. It's a great song, too. It's too bad it wasn't a bigger hit on the charts. Yes, I would absolutely love every freaking detail of this upbringing because I think one of the most fascinating lyrics that I've ever heard from especially a 19 year old is I was six years old when my parents went away yikes man yikes that is the darkest saddest thing and you know Jessica's for like three and a half um, almost four years older than her Jessica's like 10 and it's basically like okay so from 1990 on Ashley feels like she's not important to her parents or at least not as important as Jessica like that's insane yeah it's rough Jackie what are your feelings on this song I love this song I think we talked about it in the last episode that I did with you but I am the second daughter there are three girls and my older sister is like a lot like Jessica like Christian and follows all the rules and is agreeable you know and I'm kind of like no I don't want to do that or I'm I like have to forge my own path like I've been like that since I was younger so I think it's just like such a relatable song if you're kind of a sibling or feel like you know like everyone is focused on the other sibling that's easier (laughs) um I don't know so I just I really connected with the song from when I first heard it I love the part where she does like the dream or whatever, like the uh at the end of it. I don't know. Like she just puts like such an emphasis. Like you really feel her connection to the lyrics in the song. In the video, she looks amazing. I love that she's wearing no shoes. Like it's just very like, this is me, you know, like not perfect, just raw. Mm -hmm. She looks gorgeous in that dress too, like in that little band scene in the house. And I love that she puts her band in the video, right? I think she wanted to come off, you know, like, oh, this is me and my thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that they like, include it. Like, they were in a couple of her her videos, right? And just, you know, like, just adds the edge to it, I guess. Yeah, it's like, I'm, I actually care about my band. I'm not just, like, having you put beats over my voice in the studio. My favorite part of the song is actually 
the bridge where I love the mother, sister, father, sister, mother. Like, I think that's such a unique sound in a song like this. Like, I just don't hear people do that. And I love that she acknowledges that her life is actually great. And it's not just a song that ends in a sad way. Like, I mean, maybe it gets summed up a little too perfectly with like a bow around it. Like, you know, the past is in the past or whatever. But I think it was important for her to kind of acknowledge like, okay, at the end of the day, like, yes, this was very traumatizing, but like, look at me now, I'm able to be here and, and tell my story. And, you know, most people don't really get that opportunity. Definitely. Up next, we have the third single from the album, which is obviously Lala. Jackie, what are your thoughts on Lala? I, at the time, loved Lala. I thought it was so much fun, like, definitely showed her edge and like the you know like less serious side of the album now i don't always listen to it when it comes on it's not one of my favorite songs on the album although i think every song is good it's not like top five for me this is actually my least favorite song on this album to be honest that said this is such a phenomenal album that that like honestly does not mean that much i'm not (laughs) i'm not saying it's bad at all and tough competition right exactly it just means the least to me i think um because it is just basically a fun song that's just like you know i i feel like this song is the epitome of her trying to be the biggest antithesis of jessica possible like not only is it you know very she's trying to be like more gritty and rock with her voice and like the heavy guitars and the drums and the pace of the song but also the sexual element of it right like not only would jessica never be talking publicly like this but certainly not at 19 like prior to marriage you know saying i want a lala like on the kitchen on the floor like I'll be a French maid. Like, that's some role play shit. Like, most like, like most 19-year-olds are not talking like that at all. And I just think it was, like, very daring of her at the time to, like, I just feel like this was a huge fuck you to her parents and to Jessica. Like, I am different. I don't care. I don't give a shit. This is who I am. And, like, I'm a rock chick, and you guys are all playing it safe, and I don't want to be a part of that. I don't know. I loved I loved this song. I mean, I think it was a fun song. I think that the video is great. I love the video. I love the way it's shot. I love the light. And I think that it's very unique. It's actually my favorite video from the from of all of the videos. I think that this is the best the one that's best shot and the one that she looks best in, to be honest. I loved the new hair. And I always liked this song. I thought it was like a harder rock edge and Hey, Demi Lovato loved it, and she performed the song recently on Derek's video that Ashley herself reposted. Come on, we love longevity, honey. (laughs) I just hope that these little instances of people doing things like this show Ashley how appreciated she is. Because even though I'm saying, like, yeah, this is my least favorite song, like, I still... I remember a few years ago, I was at a bar and I am not the type to even hang out in a bar. So I was like, not really like in the greatest mood. And I was like, yeah, I kind of want to go home. And people started playing songs on the jukebox. And I was like, oh, I want to go over and play like the Spice Girls or something. And then this girl before me, she played this song and I lost my fucking mind. I was like, (laughs) yes, like someone else acknowledged Ashley Simpson. And I like ran over to her and I was like, I love this song. And she was like, oh my God. Like I I was just like full of emotion. I was like dancing my ass off so like I, I definitely will go hard for the song 
Yeah, it's a fun one to karaoke to. Like, come on, you just want to jump up and down. Like, you make me want a lala. It's like, uh, what is it with the cat where she wants to lick the milk up off the floor? It's like the slumber, <laughs> it's like the slumber party video. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's dirty. Like, I love that it, it wasn't just, like, your average. I feel like every pop star had to, like, throw in sexual references here and there because that was just the way of it. But, like, this is actually a little bit, like, grittier. Like, talking about, I'm an alley cat. Like, I want to lick the milk off the floor. She was not joking. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I I love a dirty moment with two R's. Yeah, and uh, our girl was not waiting till marriage. That's fine. Everyone makes choices. And some of us, you know, some of us are Jessica's and some of us are Ashley's. And, you know, we just won't say which one I am. Anyway, we all know um, which one I am. This video too. I this video is so fun. It's so teenage, like just them in the street, you know, teenage messing around, bag, bro. All she needs to do for teenage dirtbag is show clips from the Lala video. Literally, and she looks so stunning. She's not really wearing a lot of makeup, but those those close ups, like however they did her makeup, she needs to get that makeup artist back here. I mean, she always looks great. It's not like she needs an upgrade, but she looks so beautiful. The lighting and uh, everything, and ugh, I don't know. I I do love her look here and um I think it was also, joseph khan right the director for this video oh i probably should have looked that up I'm, I'm i'm almost certain and um he's you know toxic and stronger all that stuff he's done so i think that's why we love it so much that's why it's so gorgeous you know they had the cream of the crop working with her and there is that scene in her show yes okay it says director joseph khan there is that scene in her show where like she is talking about how she chose not to use the more sexual take because like she didn't want to do that remember yeah yeah i do remember funny because the song itself is quite sexual in nature but yeah (laughs) well i feel like that was actually a really smart move from her right because the lyrics are already so sexual that like she doesn't have to be overtly sexual physically in the video so yeah she said what she needed to say. <laughs> <laughs> she looked up all the milk. <laughs> oh, she did, honey. And then some. Next, I have to say, like, as much as I love all the previous songs that we just talked about, I feel like this song, Love Makes the World Go Round, this is where the album really starts for me because I think this stretch of songs, Love Makes the World Go Round, Better Off, Love Me For Me, Surrender, Unreachable, like, that stretch of songs, I think, is one of the best stretches of songs that I've heard on any album. And I don't just mean pop. I don't just mean of her era. I mean, literally, at the Beatles, like, everything. Like, mm-hmm. I think that this is the most perfect sequence of songs. And it physically causes me pain, call 911, that none of these were singles. <laughs> I know. I mean, an album that has no filler, that's how it is. You know, every song hits so hard. I think that the first stretch of songs is almost like the commercial part of the album. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to like the meat, it gets to like the good part, it gets to the heart, the core. And yeah, Love Makes the World Go Around definitely kicks that off for me as well. Jackie, what are your thoughts on the song? I think this is one of the highlights of the album. I definitely agree with you. It, it's where it seems to kind of like take off and go past the commercialness element and just, uh, you like really see the power of the lyricism, you know, of the album here. Yes. And as much as I love the music and I love the album sonically, and I think the album is, it's not a concept album, but I think that it all the songs fit together so well and it's like so pleasing to the ears. My favorite thing about this stretch of songs is the lyrics. I cannot tell you 
how much these lyrics have gotten me through my entire life since they came out. I feel like I related to them when I was 14. I feel like I related to them when I was 20 and when I was 25. And it just continues on and on. And getting older, rather than me looking back on this and saying, oh, she was 19 and I was even younger and I don't know. I don't really get that anymore. I feel like I only relate to it more. Like I feel like as I get older and have more mature relationships, it doesn't seem young to me. Like, yeah, there's a few lines here and there that are very like teenage. But for the most part, I'm like, no, like these are adult feelings, adult relationships. And I still continue to like, I'll just be listening. I'll just throw it on while I'm like cleaning the house or something, not even paying attention. And and a single line will just catch me and I'll be like, Ah, like that's exactly how I feel. Yeah, and I mean a song like Love That Makes the World Go Round, you know, it kind of goes into the depths of the most vulnerable of all of us, you know? It's just thinking about the chorus, it's like my broken heart has no use. I guess promises are better left unsaid. It's like, you know, you when you really love somebody, there's that hope of it happening. And, you know, she goes on to say, you know, I guess that's just love is what makes the world go around. It's like it'll continue to fail me. But whether it continues to fail me or it works out, I'm still going to have the hope for it to keep on going. Something that I think we can all relate to, especially somebody like me who is, you know, later on in their 20s, still a single guy, but still believes in that notion of love. She may have only been 19 years old singing this, but, you know, a testament to what you said, no matter what age you are, Mm -hmm. themes of what she was singing about, you know, you can relate to them no matter how old you are, no matter what stage of life you're in because you know we all feel those feelings and testament to her as a songwriter to be able to articulate that at such a young age and i think that's why this album is kind of timeless like that because you don't just listen to it and hear a teeny bopper pop rock album you know you hear a moment in pop music yeah i totally agree and i think that she manages to say so much with so little like just with a few lines I feel like I know her and I know exactly what she's going through and her voice has so much emotion and character in it when even when she just says like the lines that you were just talking about um I just want to talk to you my broken heart just has no use you just feel like I feel like everyone's felt that where like you're unhappy in a relationship and you're like you want to kill the person but at the same time you're like I just want to talk to you why can't we just talk why are we not figuring this out like it's just no use but love makes the world go around so like we're still going to keep doing this because we're human beings but it's it sucks Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the same time I mean, the song, I remember when I was heartbroken around the time this album came out. This is so embarrassing, but like I was in love with a German exchange student at my school. Mm. We are still friends on Facebook. He's married with two kids. Me, not so much, but that's fine. We all have our path in life. Um, And (laughs) he was so hot, but we were teenagers and he was moving back to Germany. So it's not like we were going to get married or something. And before he left, I was like so energetic and happy and like always up, up, up and like doing all this stuff. And then after I went through that, that was like my first heartbreak. I was so devastated. It just felt like the entire world was over because I couldn't be with this person. And I just remember listening to this song over and over again. And when she would say, when she sung, my love, look at what you've done to me for someone who has felt so strong. It's amazing. I'm completely gone. I was like, that's me. I'm a shell of a person now. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I'm never going to see him again. And I didn't. I never saw him again. I just feel like that story, even though it's embarrassing, it's 
it's probably the same story that like so many other teenagers across the world had listening to the song it was this album and Breakaway from Kelly Clarkson that like got me through that time very similar vibes a magical time in music oh my god it really was so this next song that we have is another song about Mr. Ryan Cabrera it's called Better Off Jackie what do you think of this one is it really about Ryan Cabrera I don't know if I knew that oh (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, you're not the only Ashley Stan. I'm teaching you some things tonight. I think of you and everything's all right. I mean, listen. I actually do have a quote here from her. They asked her about this song and Ryan, and she said, he's my best friend and the only one who gets me. After a long day, he'll come over and I forget about everything else. My best date so far with, with him was when we cruised around listening to music, then dinner, then back home for a movie. I'm a chill person. I don't like when people go to extremes to try to impress me. It's awkward when someone really, really tries. I'm just always myself, so I want a guy to do the same. So I feel like that really describes the song. Like, my, I'm always late. My hair's a mess, even when it's straight, but, like, I don't care. This song you know. kind of reminds me of that song by Avril Lavigne. Um, oh, my God. Nobody's Fool from her let go album when she talks about like her hair in a zillion braids you know it's like it was such a 2000s thing for the girls to talk about their hair being messy or their hair being this in the song like about like their imperfections i don't know why just a little bit of a random thought but it was a recurring theme that i noticed in a lot of lyrics around this time um the cute just you know relatable all-american girl all-canadian girl in avril's case but yes Is that a saying, all Canadian? No, it isn't. But <laughs> <laughs> it isn't. America has its own sayings. Um, but, you know, we want everyone to understand the moment. So, <laughs> Yeah. So, Jackie, where does this, like, stand in your, like, ranking of the album? I definitely love this song. I would say, like, oh, it's just so hard to compete with, like, Love Me or Unreachable. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like... Of the later songs, I would say it's it's lower on the scale for me mm-hmm. on the second second half of the album. But I definitely like it's not a skip for me. Like it definitely has some highlights. Like I love I don't know, like I love the chorus. I just think it just shows like this effortless, like I'm just a normal person and I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I actually think this song is really good at creating imagery. It's the song is very theatrical. Like even though she didn't do a video, I feel like I can see the video because she describes yeah, I agree everything. With you on that. I agree with you on that. It's very like "Honey, I'm Home" by Shania. Get me a beer at the end of the day, a cold one. Yeah, I get that vibe from this song as well. That's what I think is special about the song is the imagery. Like you really feel what she's talking about like you can picture her in the rain um and i my favorite i think my well i don't even know because i love every freaking lyric but like one of my favorite is when she says i spilt my coffee it went all over your clothes i gotta wear mine now Uh, that you know hate when that happens right when you sleep overnight at your boyfriend's and you just throw his clothes on to go out and grab the coffee and i just feel like that's so real like that is it real i don't know i've been single for a long time girl look look, me too i'm you know you know boyfriend or you know just the guy that you're banging at that time whatever (laughs) but we can't all have ryan cabrera you know oh god it's okay but anyway no i know not that i'm like lusting after mr like spiky hair which like why i am lusting after listen ashley evan ross is one fine specimen 
He is. He is for sure. I was really disappointed that Jackie and I didn't run into him the other night. <laughs> he's just, uh, I can, I'm sure he's even, I, I don't know. You ladies, I guess have both met him. He, he must be even more gorgeous in person because wow, that's a great, I haven't, but Jackie for sure has had a lot of time with him. He is very smooth. Uh, very smooth. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> God, he's Diana Ross's son. If he was a nerd, that would be just a travesty of the universe, you know? Also, like, just so how oddly beautiful that Ashley Simpson is in Diana Ross's family. It's just so great. It's just so fantastic. Like, I can't imagine them all at Thanksgiving. Like, I no, just remember that picture of what is it? There's a picture with Tracy, Jessica, and Ashley. Yes, it's just so great. <laughs> it's so great. I love Lives it. Lives in my head, rent free. It's so perfect. <laughs> But yeah, back to this song, the second verse where she says, my friends keep calling, they say I'm stalling, they want to meet you now. I tell them, hell no, we're trying to lay low, don't want to lose what I found. I feel like that is such an interesting verse because I feel like a lot of people go through that in their relationships. Like, have you ever had that friend that like starts dating someone and they're just like gone and you're like, what happened? Like we, like, <laughs> and it's just that they're in that perfect little cocoon of when you first meet somebody and you're just like talking constantly and hooking up constantly. And you're just so in a little bubble that you don't even care about anybody. <laughs> She's just so good at explaining like what like real people go through, right? Like it instantly clicks like, oh my God, I've done that before. What do you guys think that she means by, I used to think I had it good, but now I know that I'm misunderstood. Hmm. Because that's those lyrics are kind of out of place, I feel like. Because she's saying, everything is so great. It doesn't matter what happens. I have you, so I'm happy. And I don't know, like, I was trying to figure it out today. I was thinking, is she saying this person helps her feel more like herself? And that made her realize that usually she's misunderstood, but, like, this person understands her? Yeah, like, she used to think she had it good. She used to think that her past situations were the right ones. But now with this guy, she realizes, oh, no, this is how you're supposed to feel. So... I guess I misunderstood those earlier relationships. Also, you know, a good rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that could just be the toxicity of Josh and the way that he treated her. Sorry to interrupt everybody, but if you're loving what you hear in this episode, you might want to subscribe to my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Ashley and Jessicast. There you will find all my bonus content. So you will have access to 55 plus bonus episodes, video episodes, and you get all my public episodes a week early, ad-free, and you get them in an extended cut, kind of like the director's cut of a movie. So if you want some extra content from the Ashley and Jessicast, please go to patreon.com slash Ashley and Jessicast where you can subscribe at the $5 or the $10 tier. You're charged once per month and you can cancel online anytime. Back to the episode. Her? Oh. See, that's why I have you here. Messed <laughs> with him. And then, like, whether it was real or not, like, Ryan's just, like, a nice guy, you know? Like, like I feel like Josh tried to get a lot of, like, emotion out of Ashley. Like, doing things to, like, nitpick her and stuff. And... I don't know. It was just like more like laid back and light with Ryan, maybe. 
Yeah, I could see that, especially because after they broke up, Josh called her and was like cursing and and talking shit about Jessica and Tina and Joe. And like that is so uncalled for. And obviously Ryan didn't do anything like that because she's at his wedding all these years later. Oh, yeah. And I don't think she'd ever acknowledge Josh again. (laughs) Oh, no, I wouldn't either. Please, who did besides he he his short lived career as an actor on one season of Desperate Housewives? What else has he done? Meet Paris Hilton. Who didn't, though? (laughs) <laughs> i'm not saying anything bad about you know date whoever you want but yeah i mean <laughs> Eric's ability to completely change the narrative of her career like she needs to be studied because i was literally talking about this like recently because i was doing the, the my Lindsay episode about bimbo summit and like how shit paris treated Lindsay even at her worst times instead of being nice and being like hey i went to jail too like i get it we should be friends and we should stick together she was just like talking shit about her on tv and like making fun of her and i'm not about that how interesting time (laughs) (laughs) yeah so anyway that's a whole other story but let's get into the next track which is my favorite track on the album love me for me this song i just i i love her grit in this song i love her attitude it comes off as so authentic to me it doesn't come off as bratty teenager it comes off like for real who do you think you are you do not know me and like you are not going to get the best of me until you really, really work hard to get the best of me. So, Michael, what do you think of the song? You know, it's a tough bitch song. It's so much attitude. It's spunky. It's exactly what you would think a song with an album cover like this would sound like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I love it. I love it. It screams autobiography. Um, would have been a perfect video. It's one of my favorites as well. I don't think it's my favorite because my favorite is song number eight. Um, <laughs> but uh, Love Me For Me is a fantastic song. And, you know, the lyrics are pretty straight up. It's here I am. Perfect as I'm ever going to be. You will see. Love Me For Me. I am myself. I am Ashley. I am me, if you will. Yeah, not much else to say except for a great song on the album. Could have been a great single choice. But again, I could say that for every song on this record. So, Yes, I could make a solid argument like in court as a lawyer for every song on this album. Where's Jordan Chur? Where are you, Jordan? We have a bone to pick with you. Honestly, where is Jordan? Does he still work there, Jackie? (laughs) No, he owns like a production company or something. I okay. was on LinkedIn last week, actually. Just... So he's not doing much, is what we're <laughs> saying. I don't think so. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so what are your thoughts, Jackie? This is my favorite song on the album. Ooh, I think okay. it like encompasses, like I don't know, like her rage and just like owning who she is and telling everyone, like, listen, like, this is who I am. You're going to have to deal with it or leave, like you should stick around because I'm fucking amazing. And <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, it, it shows like her confidence in herself yes. and in, you know, the artist that she is, this is definitely my next tattoo. Oh, Ooh. it is. Yeah. What are you going to get from it? Oh, just love me for me. I think it's just like a perfect. Are you going to get it in the font on the album booklet though? I was thinking, about that actually i need to figure out a way for them to like scan the oh honey do you have the vinyl i do yeah okay well in the sleeve you can literally just scan that like sleeve and then just crop out the love me for me sign and make it high resolution and they can use that and they can literally use that as the stencil genius genius yeah that's iconic 
great song to get tattooed. Um, and her vocal delivery too, guys. Like my favorite part of the song is, huh? Like it's just, so, <laughs> it's just so good. It's just so natural. <laughs> I'm so happy you did it. So I did not have to. <laughs> <laughs> huh? I love it, and I want to hear it live too. Yes, all of her little like squeaks or whatever you want to call it like are so iconic and they sound so good. Like for somebody else it might be annoying, but it just works so well for her. Yeah, it's just, it's great. It's and, fantastic. And once again, I think her I think the bridges on this album are exquisitely done. This song especially, I've always felt this way and I don't know if it's I feel this way because of this song or what, but I've always kind of been this way with guys. Like I've been like, I'm very independent. I don't need a boyfriend and I know nobody needs a boyfriend, but I feel like a lot of people that I know, they, they can't be single and they have to find someone and they'll just date someone. Even if they, you know, they'll be like, Oh, he's cute, whatever. We'll see what happens. And I am not like that. I'm like, if I'm going to spend my time and my energy on you, like you have to be so on a high level of somebody that like I really am crazy about and I really appreciate and it's hard to meet somebody like that and when she says I've been waiting all my life to finally find you just so I can push you away and when you're crawling over broken glass to get to me that's when I'll let you stay like that is such a good it's so good it makes perfect sense to me because I'm like you really have to prove to me that you're worth my time. When I was fighting with my ex and we were like getting back together and breaking up and getting back together and breaking up, like he was so jealous and, you know, like of all these guys and stuff. And I would be like, you have nothing to worry about with other guys. Like that is not your competition. Your competition is my independence and like me just being fine on my own. If you really want to be with me, then you have to like crawl over broken glass, so to speak, or whatever. Like you have to prove that you're actually worth it to be in my life because- I'm like, I am who I am. I don't, I don't need someone to patronize me or just be like on my arm at a party. Like, no, I I just let, like you said, the confidence. She's like, I am special. (laughs) Like I'm special. And if you don't love me for me, goodbye. I love it. Confidence, honey. We need, all girls needed to hear that, especially in that time, you know? Oh my God. When she says, just wait, it gets much colder. I'm like, oh girl, I've, I've definitely been, I've definitely had that cold shoulder before in relationships being like if you think like so I feel like sometimes people will like think I'm mad at them and I'm like when I'm mad at you you will know but um yeah perfect song in my opinion um I, th- I feel like the part two to the song is on her next album it's I am me you know yeah. so we'll talk about that when we get there but that's that's for another episode so I'm gonna let Michael take this one because you said this is your favorite track so we have surrender yes surrender uh just so good. I remember it being my favorite when I was very, very young, because as I said earlier in this episode, I was going through a phase where I was just obsessed with the pop rock girlies, the Avril's, the Michelle Branches, the Ashley Simpsons. I'm putting Hillary Duff in this category because you can't listen to that second album and tell me that she was not a pop rock girly, okay? And all you know the john shank sound as i like to call it uh the guitars they were so hard hitting and her vocal delivery is so great on it and it's just so catchy and i also think because this was the song in the ashley simpson show where it was kind of like the shift of the sound from the you know the era of writing with unreachable and all of that into the john shanks era we were introduced to it through surrender on the show so you know it's special to me for that reason because it it was given that highlight. So I remember, you know, watching that episode and 
I actually bought the album autobiography a little later because like I told you guys, you know, the show aired later for us. So I didn't actually run out and buy the album right away because we only kind of knew pieces of me. So it wasn't like a huge thing yet. It was in the fall of 2004, like right before SNL that the show started airing in Canada. So we were watching it around that time. So it was after seeing the episode with Surrender that I finally went out and bought the album. So I remember like wanting to make sure I listened to that song right away. And because I was like the song from the episode, like this was the one to this day. It's just I hear it and it just brings me back to being in my room as a kid. And yeah, it's timeless to me. I love it so much. Yeah, I agree. I think that this is the most egregious example of like, how the hell was this not a single? Like, I don't understand how this was not chosen as a single. Like, it is the perfect song from this album. It encapsulates the sound perfectly. The melody is exactly the type of melodies you were hearing on the radio. It's just, I don't understand how this went under the radar. I really don't. Jackie, what are your thoughts? I love this song and actually every time I hear it I envision the episode where she's playing it for Tina and Jessica yeah and Jessica's like sitting on the floor leaning against the wardrobe and it like plays so loud and like blows them away a little bit (laughs) and they're just like wow this is so pop you know from the other stuff that we've heard but I love how it like starts off a little darker like and then it, the chorus is just so pop. It's like the best of both worlds kind of yeah. for the track. And it's just so fun. Like, ugh. it definitely could have been a single. It could have been just as big as Pieces of Me, I think. Like, it's just a perfect pop track. You drive me crazy. You Thank you, Michael. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Diva. Thank um <laughs> Yeah, I actually feel like this song is the perfect example of like how they reeled her punk side in a little bit. It still has that aspect of it, but it's also a polished pop track. And I feel like as much as I would absolutely like kill to hear all of her demos from the Stan and Steve era, I feel like this was the right move to blend what she wanted, like the edgier sound with the pop sound because this just hurt. It just turned out so well. And I think that this is one of those songs that is, it's deceptively deep. Like it sounds like just this fun pop song and whatever. But if you actually listen to the lyrics, it's kind of profound. Like, especially when she says, I waited here for so long thinking that you see that you'd see you just kept on running away. You made your misery my company. Open your eyes. Don't you know you only get one life? I was in a relationship where the other person was just so held back from enjoying life and enjoying the situation and enjoying the relationship and like just letting go. I feel like a lot of people go through that because there's so much fear in romance too you know like it's not just as maroon five would say rainbows and butterflies Mm -hmm. and i feel like i can just totally relate to what she's saying here where she's like i'm right here you have everything like again it's like the con yeah it's the confidence she's like can't you just let go and like enjoy the situation and not overanalyze it and just you can she's like you can have it all you know like (laughs) it's just another example of how brilliant she was at expressing her feelings and as much as we got to see in the Ashley Simpson show like I wish we could see even more like if I ever get the chance to interview Ashley which you know I'm still holding out hope I do have the only podcast 
that is about Jessica and Ashley Simpson. I <laughs> literally want to go like line by line and be like, so what did you mean by <laughs> look out your window? <laughs> I would love to know too, you know, I really would love to know more about the um, stories, the personal stories behind some of the songs, even if some of them weren't, even if some, some of them were just her going into the studio with Kara and hearing an idea and then riffing off of that. I want to hear about it. You know, I want to hear how they came to life. I feel like, have we even gotten ever a real in-depth, like career look back interview with Ashley before? No, honestly, Ashley and Jessica, like, yes, Jessica has her book. So, like, then she did a lot of interviews like that. But around this era, I don't understand why there there wasn't, like, a dateline or, a, like, there was one 2020 episode where they were interviewing a bunch of siblings that are famous, but they only had, like, a few minutes. I need, like, a whole special on the Simpson family, all of their dynamics and, like, the individual songs and everything that we just never got. And I'm like, there was definitely demand for this. Like, I don't understand why nobody, like, Oprah, hello? I mean, this like, is like the autobiography 20, 20th anniversary marketing. <laughs> they have to do something. If they don't do anything for that, I mean, they should already be planning it. It's not that far away. I don't think they are, man. I really, I don't know. I really have this really strong feeling that they're going to let this one pass by. I don't know why. I just really think it. Like I told you, Evan introduced me to their manager and I have no hope. <laughs> oh, no. Really? Uh, that makes me upset. May, may I ask? Do they share? They share the same manager. So Evan bought their magic, like the company that they were assigned to. He bought it as an investment. So he's technically their boss now. But when I met them at Soho House, they were like, "Oh, she was like, oh, like I've never seen Ashley perform." And I was like, mm. "Like, <laughs> um, just very young. Like, I don't." I just think it could be run better. I just can't deal with Ashley Simpson's manager has never seen her perform. Like That's what I'm saying. I don't understand that. But I guess it's just not a priority for her right now, you know, I guess. You have to understand your product, right? Like, come on. You Yes. Yeah. What are you marketing? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm available, Ashley, if you need someone to actually like do something and make you money. I, I just wonder if Ashley has any concept of how much money she would make if she released one t-shirt that had auto the autobiography cover on it oh my gosh do you understand ashley I, no she doesn't because that's such easy money that i feel like she would have to do it if she understood but she doesn't <laughs> so let's move on to the next song this is the last surviving of the early uh, autobiography sessions it's called unreachable and she wrote this with stan and steve like i said in the early days and then it ended up being a little bit polished and produced by john shanks but the backbone of the song was already there which we saw in the wasn't that the first episode yeah yeah mm -hmm. that was the first episode of this series which just i think was absolutely brilliant for them to put this first because it showed that she's a real artist and she's going through this breakup and she's writing directly from her heart at that time so Jackie what are your thoughts on this song I think this is like her Fiona Apple moment like it reminds me so much of Criminal like the piano in it and just like the dark like angst of it it's just ah, oh, it's perfect it's such a good song <laughs> Exactly. It does sound a lot like criminal. You're right. Yeah. I like, agree, actually, that's a good call. I never thought about that. I never thought about it either, but you're exactly correct. <laughs> I may be sweet, but I'm still on the vine. Like, she's just like, oh, I don't know. The lyricism, the sound of the song, like you feel the emotion and 
Yes, I literally remember the first time I heard that line, I may be sweet, but I'm still on the vine. You couldn't wait. No, you had to take your bite. I was like, damn, like that. I mean, of course, I was much younger, but I, I that to me was like poetry. Like I was like that. I was like, this is my John Lennon. This is my Simon and Garfunkel. I was like, this is so brilliant. And it's like crazy because you watch her and Josh and you're like, this guy pulled this out of her. Like, <laughs> I think that all of us when we were teens, if we look back, you know, we would think the deepest things about any person we liked. But then you look, you're like, this trash did that. But, you know, it's in the eye of the beholder, I guess. (laughs) Oh, my God. Completely. Yeah. I mean, just look at the great songs we got out of the K-Fed Britney breakup, you know. Listen, at least we got Why Should I Be Sad out of that. That is one of the all-time best breakup songs. But so is this. Yeah. Yeah, so is this was a great moment for sure i agree one of my favorites on the album always reminds me of that first episode of the ashley simpson show great great, great track i'm very happy it made the final cut i'm very curious as to what um the other songs from those sessions sounded like because i feel like they were a little darker maybe even a little deeper you can catch bits and pieces on the early episodes of the show and it's just like I don't not completely different from what we got on the album but you can tell that it's just a lot more raw mm-hmm. and I do wonder if she did an album now like I wish like I wish that we could get that raw side of her back because I feel like she like we talked about is really nervous to do that but this is the perfect landscape where she could just kind of put something on her social media and release to her fans. And like, it really wouldn't get that big of a critical push or anything where like they would be writing about it. Like when Jessica did the particles thing, it's not like that song was all over or anything like that. It was like for us, you know, it was for her fans. And I feel like this is the exact vibe that I would expect if Ashley was just like in the studio by herself or calling in whoever she wanted to maybe even calling back in stan and steve from back in the day i feel like this is the sound that is just the true pure ashley with no filter so next we have nothing new now my theory on this song is that this song is about jessica what do you guys think oh interesting interesting she literally said that it's about a breakup, but I think she is lying. <laughs> she said at some point, I don't even remember when I read it like forever ago, but like she said it was about an ex, but I don't agree. Like when I look at the lyrics, I just feel like it's so Jessica, especially because she does say the trouble between me and you is nothing new. Like it sounds like it's something that's been going on a lot, especially Jessica. Like Jessica can be kind of a complainer. Even we just said Tina in the episode was like, oh, you're worse than your sister. Ashley sings. So I listen to you complain and then I bite my tongue in vain again as I let it all just slowly settle in. Such a pretty picture that you paint. I'm so vile while you're a saint. Funny how your eyes see thick not thin I can only be myself you're looking for someone else so I feel like she's saying like Jessica's so perfect and this like perfect angel to everybody they just see this like gorgeous prom queen type of person but like behind the scenes she's not always that nice not that I think there's anything wrong with Jessica but everybody would say that about their sibling at some point like (laughs) you know like you've driven me insane or whatever or like you're not you know you're not as nice (laughs) when we're at home or or whatever and I just feel like it very much lends itself I feel like this is like the um the secret shadow it's like this one is almost like too rude for her to admit that it's about Jessica I but I think because I feel like if this were about Jessica like it's pretty like you know what I mean like it's, she's being pretty mean about how this person's making her feel you know yeah I, that's why I think that she would never say it but to me like that it is 
in my mind, this is about Jessica, but I don't know. She she said that it was about an ex, but I just feel so strongly about it. I mean, listen, it's kind of like the Hillary and Haley Duff thing. How close are they really? Do you know what I mean? Because well, they don't speak now, apparently. Well, that's why that's why I say. I mean, I know Hillary and Haley. There's that whole conspiracy that they don't speak now. Um, I know that Jessica and Ashley recently posted that photo together, but before then. I, I when was the last time we saw you know it's very rare that we see them together or interacting with each other obviously Jessica didn't mention Ashley much in the book so you know I always wonder what their relationship is you know Jessica does say in the book that Ashley and her got closer when Nick was out of the picture so I mean maybe what you're maybe there is a little bit of truth to what you're saying here because you know autobiography was before then maybe they weren't really that close I don't know yeah I Actually, wonder we so need much. your book we need the book where's the autobiography we're asking you. you you told us to ask you we're asking where is it <laughs> yeah yeah we have asked and nothing is happening so please deliver we we need the facts because I do I really wonder about their relationship now because I feel like Ashley is so involved with like Evan and his family and sometimes they do all have holidays together but like more often I feel like she's at the Ross family Christmas or whatever and I mean wouldn't you be <laughs> obviously yes of course I mean I want to see Diana tipsy you know singing along to some Motown or something do you think that Diana has ever sung pieces of me with Ashley before oh my god oh my god I would have a heart attack and die <laughs> listen Whitney Houston was a fan of Ashley in, in this era didn't you I don't know if you ever saw the interview on the red carpet where um, you told me about it yes exactly and she says that bobby christina was a huge fan and then they asked jessica what did she think about that she's like she freaked out it's whitney houston kind of amazing <laughs> it is like i said the industry was paying attention to this i feel like people think that she was just this like teen star with these teenage screaming fans but like the industry paid attention to this album and this reality show for certain but I do wonder a lot about the relationship today between them because I feel like Jessica works with Tina so closely Tina is the president of the Jessica Simpson collection and you know Ashley does not have a professional relationship with either of her parents anymore she just has the you know regular one which might be better in some ways you know but obviously Jessica and Tina are probably in constant contact so I wonder if Ashley still feels in the shadow or left out or if she wants to be left out of it like if she's like yeah. you guys do your thing I don't I don't want to <laughs> be involved I think that's where we're at starting with nothing new I think you're right I think it might be about Jessica it the lyrics feel very like she made them imply to be a relationship but it's like the relationship between her and her sister, like from her point of view. This is like her Atlantis Morissette moment, who I know yeah. like Ashley is obsessed with. You like completely, you know, the structure of this song is so Atlantis. It's like an, you know, it's like a, an anthem track. And I know, I think I told you before, I asked Ashley what her favorite song was that is of her own, like her own song that, is her favorite she was like oh like that's impossible to pick but nothing new is the song that i miss performing the most like it was so much fun to perform huh. and to me i was like oh my god you remember nothing new like i thought she was gonna throw like a pieces of me because she couldn't think of anything deeper into the catalog you know 
So that kind of like, it really surprised me. Look, this is one of the reasons why I had you on because you have the Ashley T. <laughs> it's, it, it like makes my whole body tingle that that was her answer. Just to know that this song means that much to her, that that's the first thing that she would think of when you asked her is just gives it even more. And that just makes me think even more that it's about Jessica because this is not about some guy she hasn't seen in 20 years. Like this is about her sister, you know? As far as her and Jessica's relationship or her relationship with Tina, I think Jessica is very private in what gets posted and what doesn't. I think a lot of the time they spend together is... Jessica throws these extravaganzas for every holiday. I think a lot of the times it's Jessica doesn't leave her house so much and it's just, hey, everyone come over or like it's probably actually just going over like on a normal day where they're never going to post a picture of them sitting on the couch or something, you know, so it's like something mm -hmm. we see. But I, I do think that they are close. She went to Ashley and Evan's show in L.A., but they did like a smaller cherry type event that was the first time I had seen Ashley perform and it was with Evan and Jessica didn't go to that because it was like more of a public thing and there was no VIP. It was everyone socializing and like hanging out in at this like estate. I don't know. She's very calculated about like what she wants to be seen at and what she doesn't. Yeah. Maybe she just wants to give Ashley like her moment to shine. I'm not sure, but there are a million things that I've been to and Jessica hasn't been there. That's interesting. I feel like your insight is so valuable. Like people still talk to me and say like what you revealed about the green hearts. Like how Jess when Jessica is posting on her Instagram as herself, she uses green hearts. Like people will still like if Jessica posts something with green hearts, like somebody will like DM me and be like, it's the green hearts. It's the green hearts. Like it's <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And we made this, Derek actually made this fan book for Jessica's birthday. Jackie, you, you were in it, right? Yes. One of the people at the Jessica Simpson collection texted it to Jessica and Jessica sent a text back and said with green hearts how much she loved it. And we were like, oh my God, <laughs> like <laughs> it's the green hearts. But anyway, back to our uh, queen Ashley here. Next, we have this very interesting, very mysterious song. Very yeah. interested to hear your guys' thoughts on giving it all away. I love this song. I love this song. It's very unexpected just because of the lyrical content. You know, it tells a story. It, it, um, you know, it tells a story of this man, you know, smoking out his sorrow, pointing fingers at someone to blame, turning his back on his show. It's just like someone at his lowest or their lowest. And it's interesting that she had a song with such a heavy subject matter on this album, you know, being so young, but it's kind of similar to Better Off in the sense of the lyrical content paints a picture so perfectly. Giving it all away definitely does that. And I actually love the instrumentals and I love the vocals on the song. I think it's a great album cut. It didn't need to be a single, but I think it's just a great song to have on the album. It has just gives it a little bit more... Um, a little bit more depth and a little bit more weight in the content and something that's a little bit more meaningful, a little bit less superficial. A, a favorite of mine. I, I, I really enjoy this song a lot. So do I. And I'm really interested in Jackie, your thoughts as well. And if you have any tea or thoughts on what this might be about. I have no idea, but I think it's like such a deep, like emotional, just look at the world i guess i'm not sure look up america i think it's like 
a perfect lead into like what you're going to get from Undiscovered as the next track. Like, yeah, I don't know. The only insight that I can give is that to me, I feel like lyrically it kind of doesn't fit in with the rest of the album because it, to me, it doesn't seem like it's about a boyfriend, especially the part when she says, um, you turned your back on your children. I'm like, okay, this is definitely someone older than like her age. Could this be about her parents? Like, is this, I mean, it seems almost too dark for that. But then again, she does say like, I was six years old when my parents went away. So that kind of can be hand in hand with like turning back on your children but i don't know it doesn't sound like joe to me well, the, well i was saying maybe it's about joe well it i was could be say, guys you know the bridge hey girl screaming for attention once you get it you throw it away i'm broken i'm picking up the pieces i won't live in all your mistakes are we talking about jessica here i don't know it's it, it could be because i won't to me, live in all your mistakes hey girl screaming for attention once you get it you throw it away i don't know I could see that because to me it really screams like I feel like this is about family and like I feel like this is about somebody in her family because I feel like I have a few family members like that too, especially because addiction runs in my family. So I feel like I have those family members that I love them, but they just never ever seem to get their life together and you just want to help them, but like they have to help themselves and you can't do anything unless they want to help themselves and they want to get their life together and like her expression of like, you're just giving it all away. Like you're wasting your life basically. Like I felt that about people in my family too but there's just nothing you can do about it so I wonder if I'm just interpreting that and like projecting or if it could be about someone in her family that she feels that way about like who is this person that's wasting everything away like I just need to know could be figurative but I mean listen I wouldn't rule anything out with an album like this that is very clearly so personal yeah so next we have uh I love this song so much, Undiscovered. This is one of my all-time favorite rock ballads. I think it's so underrated. It's the longest song in the album. It's almost five minutes long, and I love that she takes her time with it. I I love how this song builds to the end when she has that. Don't walk away! (laughs) Thank you, Michael. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, it builds to that amazing release of her like yelling like that and I love that her word of the the word out you know like I'm crossed out I'm kicked out I cry out like it's I just out oh it's so good I'm without it's... so perfect yeah it's great it's fantastic great song and underrated movie I don't care what anyone says oh my gosh I have to watch this movie for the podcast I never have seen it what? Oh my god. I remember renting it at Blockbuster when it came out because I remember reading about it in J14 magazine that, you know, Ashley was going to be making movies. And I thought it was going to be like a huge release, like the Dukes of Hazard. Sure enough, it wasn't. But it was a great movie. Perfect for fans of Ashley's. Um, not perfect for the Oscars or Rotten Tomatoes. But you know what? Who cares? I, I loved it. And the song always obviously reminds me of the film because that's what the movie was called. <laughs> Yeah, I love how the movie was originally called, wasn't it called Wannabe? Yeah, something like that. But then because her album was so successful, they obviously wanted to capitalize on that. Drive me crazy vibes. Yes, that is exactly the same. (laughs) Jackie, what are your thoughts on this song? This is probably my second favorite song on the album. It's It's such a close ranking behind Love Me For Me. It's just, ugh probably like my favorite breakup song <laughs> or just like yeah. a break song because she wants them back but um 
uh, it's just so emotional, so raw, like such a showcase to her voice and the raspiness to it and the emotion that she gives off. It's perfect. I love it. I completely agree that it's perfect. <laughs> I did see in theaters the day it came out, my sister who took me were the only ones in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> but I was there <laughs> opening day. Good memories. That's iconic that you were the only people in the theater. Oh my God. I don't think I got a ton of promotions, so. Yeah. There were very few showings. <laughs> so. Funny. Oh my goodness. Well, that is it. That is Autobiography, one of my all-time favorite albums. So do you have any closing thoughts? Um, let's go with Michael first. I mean, I think my only closing thought would be I just hope that, you know, because Ashley is still young and still vibrant. I hope that she puts together a team that can keep the legacy of this record alive. It played such a significant part in my life as a child. And so and I know in so many people of my age group because that was such a fun time in music and it was such formative years for a lot of us. And I really hope that it continues to live on. I don't want it to go down as an album that people forget because like, you know, it's a no skip album. It's so great. And it's such an amazing piece of art lyrically as well. I would love to see Ashley acknowledging it and, you know, being maybe more proud of it. I feel like she doesn't realize the immense impact that it had. And I'd like to, that would be my final thought, you know, because we all know how I feel about the record. We all know how amazing it is. We all know how it makes us all feel. And we will listen to it forever and always. We're the fans. But I want her to know. That's what I would want. I want her to know. Yes. Oh, Jackie, what are your final thoughts? I mean, this is my favorite album of all time. I, I was telling you when we met, like, I'll be in these you know, like get to know me meetings at work or whatever. And everyone's going around saying these serious albums are like their favorite. And I'm like, Ashley Simpson autobiography is my favorite album of all time. Like, <laughs> don't know how it will be received, but you know, against the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and stuff like that, that other people are saying, but it's just, it takes me back, you know, to the year and to the moment with every song. It's so nostalgic it's so hard in pop or, you know, pop rock to make a no skip album, like no filler, you know, no song that feels like out of place, like, oh, they could have left that off, you know, and the fact that she wrote on every track, it's just something that isn't done in the pop world, something that a lot of people can't say. And it's just, she should be so proud. She should have a team that understands her and her music career not just her as a personality yeah. and they should do something with it because i think like we were saying before on the, on the last episode that we did nostalgia is big right now and it's something that you know she can really take advantage of it's something that i think she needs to understand is people want from her i think it's just like giving about giving her the confidence like with the demi video of demi performing la la like things like that i think is what is ultimately going to make ashley understand what she means to people yes and she means so much <laughs> i mean look at us sitting here all these years later getting into such detail because it actually is that good and 
I think rewatching the show and analyzing every episode with, you know, different people and different personalities and talking about it, it's made me realize how commercial the show was and how fake in some ways it was and how they had such a agenda with it. And I think that they are so lucky that they had this person that was actually talented. They could have picked any celebrity sibling and done the same thing and probably had some level of success just because like the way that they handled the reality show and everything I think something would have happened with basically anybody but because they had Ashley like they had that personality that just like grounded the whole thing and then the talent was actually there like no one ever ever could have expected that this album would be this good I mean everybody was talking about how oh she's just Jessica's little sister or whatever and she ends up outselling Jessica like that like it was not even week, man. it was not even comparable and you know what I mean like it, it it's crazy like I feel like Jessica it's so ironic that Jessica had to fight for like every single spot on the chart and you know Ashley the whole time is thinking oh I'm just in the background I'm just in the shadow and it's like girl you just wait because all you have to do is put your feelings out there and actually express yourself through music and you are going to get there so much faster and so much easier because I mean half of it is because Jessica paved that way for her yes and like she wouldn't have had those connections but they're so lucky that she was the type of person that had Jessica never even existed and she just tried to get a record deal on her own like I think she still would have had some success because the musicianship is there the talent is there and anyone can say whatever they want about SNL or lip syncing or her voice or Jessica or whatever. But you listen to this album and the talent is there, period. Say it, sister. Period. Period. <laughs> period. <laughs> well, I have to thank you guys just immensely. We've been talking for over, what is it, three hours? Oh my God. I'm so sorry for taking up so much of your time. But we had to do this for Ashley because she deserves this and she, she needs. That. She needs to know we need to send this podcast to all her people and everything and just let them know, like, please let her listen to five minutes of it <laughs> because, girl, we love you. And um, why I want you guys to let everybody know where they can follow you. Jackie, why don't you go first? Because if you guys haven't looked on Jackie's Instagram, please, like, scroll back. There's so many pictures of, and videos of her with Ashley, and you actually really get to see, like, how cute and sweet Ashley is, is to fans through that so Jackie please let them know where they can follow you sure so you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter my name is the same on both it's J Mendoza 1193 and yeah make sure to follow me and Michael is the host as I said of planet 2000s he is so talented at talking about music and you do so many great episodes on these classic 2000s albums you did do an episode on Ashley of course yep. we did an episode together on stripped which was so amazing so let everybody know um, where they can get your podcast and where they can follow you yes you guys can listen to my podcast at planet 2000s you can listen to it anywhere you listen to podcasts Spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart the works you can follow me on Instagram at planet 2000s or on my personal page at Michael Kadosh, C-A-D-O-C-H. And it's the same on every other social media. And yeah, if you just want to talk about music and just nostalgia, 2000s, 90s, all that good stuff, that's the brand, baby. That's what we talk about here. That's the community that we have built. And yeah, I live, eat, and breathe this stuff, you guys. So 
come on in my inbox and let's have a good time. <laughs> yes, and he isn't lying. You you can you can DM him about any <laughs> any pop or any 2000s album really and um you'll hear a mouthful which I always love. So, thank you guys again. Thank you so much for your time and your passion and your energy for Ashley. I guess that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you everybody for listening and I will see you guys next week. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capriya Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessica cast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessica cast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.